2: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe.
0: Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need 8 hours of sleep. Now, me personally, when I used to work for Florida State Athletics, I would barely get any sleep at all because we'd have practice in the mornings, I'd have class as well and then just trying to maintain a social life, getting eight hours of sleep was almost impossible. And one of sleep's biggest problems is the temperature. So it's tough to get a good night of sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm. Now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to sl- 8sleep.com/pro 8sleep.com/pro 8sleep.com/pro. Nation. Welcome everybody to episode 12 of the Believe in FSU Football Podcast. My name is Chris Sharp and alongside Kenny Shaw, we are your co-hosts. Now Believe is the number one sports podcast network out there, and every episode we're going to provide insight and knowledge into all things Florida State football. So if you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe to the show online. Give us retweets. We also we also have a Facebook page. So it's uh, Believe FSU Football on Facebook. Just type that in. We're all in there as well. And you can go to Believe.com as well and give us some love there too. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and the TuneIn app as well. Now in this week's episode, we're going to go into National Signing Day to get a recap of that. We're also going to talk about new additions to the coaching staff as well. Uh, Coach Norvell's filling out his whole coaching staff. He's got his whole family tree in there kind of coming in. And then finally at the end, we're going to have Kenny Shaw kind of go into what's life like as a true freshman on campus. So after you, So basically after you sign, What's life at, like right after that? What's happening on campus? How do the coaches introduce you? What's the adjustment period? And how, all that, how is all that going down? And also, you can follow us on Twitter at Kenny Shaw and at underscore Chris Sharp underscore. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Kenny Shaw 81 and at Chris Looking Sharp. So remember, go as always, and let's get into the show. All right, so National Signing Day just passed by last week. Coach Norvell brought in a good class. Uh it depending on where you look, it's like in the you know, from like nineteen to like twenty one, twenty you know, twenty three kind of range. But we honestly we pretty much hit a bunch of home runs. We got two quarterbacks. We got a quarterback first time in three years. Uh Chubba Purdy, so he was out of Arizona. Um his brother's a starting Q B at out of Iowa State. And then we also got uh Tate Rodenmaker out of Baldasta. Uh I've seen him play a little bit. He's pretty solid. Um South Georgia you know, Georgia boy, it's like he doesn't have that four star ranking, but Georgia football is pretty legit, so if you're competing pretty well there, and you're pretty solid. We got one running back. We got a, a bunch of wide receivers. We got Mal- oh Malachi Wideman. He hasn't signed yet, but he's a freak. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's like six five, and he, he plays basketball and uh, football too. Then we got Brian Robinson. Coach Dugan's knew him pretty tight. Uh, we also got uh, who? Uh, who else we get? Uh, oh, Ja'Kai Douglas. Yeah, Ja'Kai Douglas. And then we got a sleeper um, out of Miami. And he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't committed to Miami, but he kind of decided to stay home, or he decided to come up and join us. He's kind of an under the radar kind of guy. But all in all, it was pretty. How do you what do you think about the recruiting class, man? We got a couple of linemen, a couple of guys on defense. So how do you feel?
1: I, I I thought we got some um hidden gems. Um, like you said, it wasn't going to be a hard. I mean, it wasn't going to be an easy road to um, piece together a class, but I think they they got together what what they was the cars they were dealt with and. I think um, everything's going in the right direction. And I feel like um, if the guys just come in, just forget about all those ratings and stars and all that, then they should be good because, you know, at the end of the day, once you get on campus, stars, um, what you rank, all the All-American type statuses don't mean nothing. You got you to gotta regroup and start all over.
0: Yep, yes, sir. And then... What is it I feel like the guys who do this is kind of impressive because a lot of these kids they could have honestly jumped ship, you know, once Taggart left. But a lot of these guys mm-hmm. said they liked FSU, so they stayed hard. I know Zane Herring; he's an offensive lineman who committed. He's one of like the leaders. He's been texting everybody. He was hitting up uh, the quarterback we got on signing day. So how do you feel like compared mm-hmm. like, with your class? Like how did you guys have like a like, group text going? Like what was that vibe kind of like? Yeah, we had
1: it? we we had like a little secret group little chat thing going and. Like you say, I, I I I shake my hand off to the guys who um stay loyal to the um university because you know it's easy And, um you know, we we in almost like a monkey seat, monkey do type of society right now and it's easy to jump ship and go with what the family want and what everybody's saying what's going on with Florida State. It's easy to like decommit and go elsewhere, but you know, I, I give it up to those guys, um who um stuck to the course and they that's their vision they they stuck to it so hopefully it it works out for yeah
0: we we did Louisville pretty dirty because we we got a Chubba Purdy (laughs) yeah he he was committed there we got uh Josh Griffiths who was with us and he even he was flip-flopping we 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 sealed the deal with him and then we got I think his name is Jerry Jackson yeah he he was a defensive end He was like a, a grad transfer we got him too so we just I don't know what we did to Louisville I don't know I mean, we beat them in football this year. You know, I, I don't know what, but, yeah, we kind of just slapped them around this year. So, shout out to the Cardinals for giving us a good recruiting class. But, yeah, you're right. It's just kind of like signed to the university. I think even Odell said that too. He's like signed to the university and not just like, you know, a certain coach. Cause I, I feel like the game's kind of changed. I, feel, I, don't, I don't know that, how, what you think, but I feel like it used to be you commit to a university. Yeah, that coach relationship matters, but, you know what I mean, now I feel like kids are all oh, – they're going to – train. oh, my coach is gone. I'm transferring, you know.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a bunch of hoopla nowadays. But you know, we get like I said, I think we got some hidden gems, and um, for them to stick to the course, and it it must it must be a sign of um, a good connection on all ends from the coaching staff to the players, um, hitting each other up, because that you know that happens behind the doors that nobody sees. It's not always the coaches. Sometimes it's hey. I don't been with this guy in a camp, or I don't see him on a visit or two, and that's my boy, and I want to – I want to roll – I want to roll with him for these years and be like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do the, do the coaches kind of have like, – I know there's like a dead period where you can't talk to anybody, like certain coaches can't talk to anybody, but do they have players sometimes mm-hmm. kind of go out and recruit, you know, on the low, like, hey, can you hit up this kid, see what he's up to, like, during those dead periods? No, nah, definitely.
1: You got – definitely, you got all types of stuff, and, you know, you, that's – and. As you see, sometimes in thirties for thirties, you you even have some illegal type stuff going on. But you know, in the end of the day, you you feel where you where you think your home gonna be, and the guys who stuck the course, I feel like they they said whether Taggart was there or not, that they was gonna continue to um, bleed Garnett and go. Mm-hmm. And
0: then okay, not to get anybody in trouble, but overall in college football. How serious is, like, you know, you know, like a drop in the bag? How, you know, how serious is that? Is that a real thing? I mean, or is that kind of, like, overblown, would you say? Or, you know, whether it's like, oh, what is that? You know, like a slight payment on the radar. Hey, you come on this recruiting visit. We'll give you a couple bucks here. You know what I mean? Or, oh, you stick here. Like, how, you know, not to get anybody in trouble, but from what you've heard throughout the years mm-hmm. from different schools, are there certain schools that actually, like, go in more than others? Like, you know, for example, UGA the last couple of years has been, you know, it's kind of two eyes here, you know, two eyes there looking at you like, okay, you start recruiting more. I saw a kid get a F-150, F F-151 year at the National Signing Day. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard rumors of that stuff?
1: Oh, I mean, of course you hear. You see the 30 for 30. You see all that. But I feel like a true, genuine coach, that's not their route. Their route is to get that kid somewhere in the future and just let them know. That, um, I'm here for you in these years and also I'm gonna build you up as a man in this future. So, all that stuff sounds good. You, it even comes your way in, from time to time, but it's like you gotta, um, regroup and just realize, you know, like at the end of the day, I gotta play ball and I also gotta evolve as a man while I'm doing that. So, you hear about that stuff.
0: Yeah cuz I guess that money's only temporary but if you, if you don't know what to do with it cuz you haven't grown up you know you can blow that in like a week or a couple 100%. Of months 100%. Yeah so speaking of kind of like growing and maturing so talk about when you first got on campus you know that first feel so the national sign day happens then you have the summer and you come in for those summer workouts mm-hmm. what was that kind of whole vibe like getting you know, on campus
1: Oh man it was a whole bunch of things in one you you was, you was it was nervousness it was excitement you were just anxious. You was also it's – it's a thing that not many ball players will admit to, but the amount of people you try and please. Like you you always try and please your family. You try and please your boys back home who cheering for you. You try and please even your haters. like You just try and do so much stuff, and then you, you also got to – like I keep saying, you got to grow as a man in that time because you reaching campus at a 17 – 18-year-old mindset and not realizing how big what you have to sign that letter in 10, how big college football is, and just going in in a situation like that, sometimes you just got to um take a step back and just relearn. You got to just relearn everything. And if you don't come in with that mindset, it's a, it's a pretty tough Challenge to um,
0: take on. Yeah, I didn't really think about that because you kind of go from national signing day where you're kind of the guy, you're the showcase on campus. Oh yeah, yeah. Back then it was February <laughs> for you, and then you know you got a couple, couple more months, and you got graduation, and still showtime. But then once you hit fall camp, you know all of the, all your friends back home are gone. It's just you, and you're like the you know you're not the celebrity anymore. If you 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 are a little
1: bit, but not right. like
0: what you used to be.
1: Yeah, that's why I was curious, man. So. Most days, I used to just thank my mom for just keeping me humble and just, you know, let me even even being all American status and all that. Like it's still, you know, I treated people accordingly. I, I, whether you a walk on to a four or five star, like every I treat everybody the same, and you know that that played a big dividend in my game and growing up in college because you can easily come in and think you still that guy and get humble real quick. Because like I said, stars and all that don't mean nothing. And at the end of the day, you, I I was just playing for more than me. So I guess that, that put me over the hump. But like I said, just, just get on that campus right away. It's like, man, like I'm gone. I got some freedom, but also it's freedom. I'm, I'm also a little nervous because I don't know how to handle all this right, right away, right now. And and am I? Should I ask his upperclassmen I what's going on? Is it, are they gonna like me? It's a, it's a lot of stuff, man.
0: So who was that guy for you? Was it an assistant coach, a GA, or was there a certain player that really took you under their wing?
1: Oh man, man, that's a th- I I just think Tallahassee. It just what what gravitated me towards it so so much was just the home field vibe up there, and it was just the fact that it was like. It can be an older player, younger, whatever it was. Like, we was all just close right away. It was like – then, again, we had my coaches who – you know, you get some coaches who um, right when you step on campus, they do a whole 180 on you. You be like, man, you promised me this, but you don't even talk to me. And thank you – thank the Lord that that wasn't the case. Like, my, my coaches were, were the same energy. Um, Got on campus, the older players was – um. You know, guiding me through. You know, giving me little pointers here and there, just to um, just to excel in the offense and and just excel. It can be excelling that at nighttime when we all out, they're giving me the ropes because they've been there. And I think the guys who in my line of um, my years that helped me just get through that. They call it talenacity in a um, smooth way. Yes, sir. Talenacity. That's that's
0: uh, that's the truth right there. All right, and then, so who, who's in your uh, recruiting class? Like, uh, who specifically? And then also, like, who are you guys – who are you really close with within that class?
1: Oh, I got Greg Dent, Christian Green, Christian Jones, Telvin Smith. Man, we had some – we had Bjorn Warner. We had um, LaMarcus Joyner, Terrence Brooks. And I'm naming all these guys, and I'm like – it's still more. We had a big class. of uh, Jared Hagens. We had some guys, and and the thing was special with my class is not many classes get to that four year mark and still together, or you know what I mean. Like right. it's, it's always transfers and and some actions like getting kicked out that happens. And I didn't have that much, so I really got. My brothers for about four years, and it was a good
0: feeling. Yeah, you you just listing those names off, like every name, I had a flashback to at least a play they made. You know, like for a you know, what I, mean? I had like, I could remember. Okay, even like other guys who didn't play that much, I was like, oh, I remember them on the roster still for a little bit. You know, so you're right, Your are hope yeah, your hope was there, and then also a lot of you know a lot of people at least touched the league a little bit. You know, like I think Christian Jones is still playing, I'm right? Sure, uh, yeah, everybody, you know, Joiner obviously, everyone's out
1: there. But yeah, that's and Chris, man, it's Chris. It started with those damn one ten tests in the summertime. That's when I realized, like, man, like these these my guys. We all out here dying on that turf field. On, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's a turf field by the circus, and we had a one ten test. Yeah, and you know how Tallahassee gets in the summertime, how hot. Ooh. And I just remember our class. We had a um, we had. 26 was the baseline and this is after a workout you know in the summertime and whether the o-line or d-line or whichever group didn't make it they just add one i just remember we got up to about 36 of those things and you know we was just all out there dying together all motivating each other and i was like you know at the time it was like man let us let this get over with but then when you look at the hindsight of things we um we all died together. We, you know, we, we stuck it through and we we got out of that day. And as you saw, it led to a championship and the coming of years.
0: It's that time of year. Christmas is coming up quick as we're approaching the twenty-fifth. And our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with twelve days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable. Sportsbooks in the industry. In this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off his promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list, they've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you don't want to miss especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and all the college bowl games around the corner. It really is the holiday season and the best time of the year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for, MyBookie is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to MyBookie.ag right now and use our promo code BLV to get half off your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check the site out during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of those deals. So go sign up for my bookie with our code BLV and start winning today. Yeah, I did. And that effort right there led to it, and then also, so besides like the fall camp aspect and the workouts, like whether it's class or just getting used to Tallahassee, did the FSU kind of give you some advisors or did they have like an orientation for you guys?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, so I, I think it's summer. C, we um, we had our little tour. We we did fun type of things with each um, each sport that we was, like, all the sports in 2010, we all got together and did, like, scavenger hunts around the campus just to learn the campus. We did um, we did things we didn't want to do because, like I said, we 17, 18. We want to have fun. We don't want to go through this type of orientations and stuff. But we um we made advisors. We um got a tour of the campus because I'm glad we – I'm actually glad we did that because I would have been lost my first day of class if we didn't. Oh, I used the I used and, the, uh, the the map like
0: the, on, the, on the app. They had a little FSU app when I got there. I was using that map every day. Uh, I was like, where is this class? Like, I'm walking around with my head right, on my phone like it's not high school, right? <laughs> no, nah, it's big. It, it took me a minute. Well, once you and, get it down, it's easy
1: money, but right. And I I just um I was just so happy for that U20 the Renegade, I think that's what it's called because that that used to save me a lot just from walking because I used to walk without learning that campus loop went around the campus and that walk got to me sometimes because after class, we would have workouts, and I was like, man, I'm tired before my workout. Let me save my legs and catch this campus loop.
0: Did they give you guys the golf cart or no? Cause I know some of the players now get the golf cart. I don't know if it's, if it's oh, all. Yeah. Nah, we ain't gold.
1: getting, we, <laughs> we ain't getting no golf cart, but, uh, that, the golf cart was actually for the class checkers, but, um, yeah, we ain't get those privileges.
0: Oh, I got a funny story those class checkers. There's one, I can't remember who it was for, <laughs> but I, I it was like pre-cal or something and like and like I kept every day I walked in cuz you know, I I, I worked I work for the team so like I was wearing FSU Nike stuff. This dude, he would check me off every day. And then he, at the end of the semester, like, "Hey, are you a player?" I was like, "Nah, man." So I was I don't know who it was, but I was covering for somebody <laughs> for a whole semester. That kid never showed up. I swear. Oh, myself. hey, they
1: be yelling class checkers. They like a they like a secret bounty hunter. Like they they'll get you.
0: Yeah. So it, I, that that one dude wasn't on his. Yeah. Everybody else was. But that one checker. He wasn't on his game because he thought I was. I'm like, man, I'm not even. <laughs> Just because I'm wearing some Nike stuff, but it, it was pretty funny. So I don't know who that was, but I gave him a free, a free pass, I guess. But yeah, campus. That, I, if I could go back, honestly, that first two or three months on campus, there's nothing. There's nothing like that, honestly, especially in Tallahassee. You got the first oh, one man. game. Yeah. Who was your first game, actually? Yeah, what was that first matchup?
1: Uh, first matchup. I don't. I don't even remember that honestly. I think it was. It had to be Murray State.
0: Okay, so it was. It wasn't like one of those big kickoff games, All right. But what was that first Definitely night? in – uh, yeah, what was that first like feeling in dope? You know what I mean? Like coming out the tunnel, but you know, like all that vibe. Like what was that like for you?
1: Man, the first feeling was. It was a mixture of things because it was. Um, it was a little bit of. You know, because sometimes you come in and you just think that, oh, man, I'm supposed to be playing, I'm supposed to be doing all this. And you come into the game with knowing how much reps you're going to get. So I obviously knew that the upper class was going to get some PT and I might have got little to none. And But the feeling of just seeing the horse and just seeing the um how much people was in those stands was like, man, like I'm in college now. This is – this is crazy. Even though I'm not playing, I'm I'm not completely too mad, and that's why I stuck to the course. And it it I just the support and just the tradition of it was like man, like I kind of see why like this is what I was seeing on the video games all these years because I I was a big NCAA player, like playing the game, and just seeing it in person was it was surreal.
0: Did you boost your stats at all, or did you like what your initial rating was? Nah, I I
1: didn't boost my stats. I I stuck with what I was, and it was it was just a cool feeling to be on the game as a freshman. And so I didn't want to boost. I've never won. I never want. I hate, I hate players, people who boost their stats and cheat to win the game. So I just I stuck with what Florida State was, and just I would win just because I knew how to operate the team. So
0: yeah, I would really- funny. I would only, I'd only boost. But like, here's what I do. So I would do the uh, dynasty mode. But I would, I would boost the recruit stats. But it wasn't like a guaranteed thing, you know what I mean? So it's like if I sign the kid, cool. But sometimes another school would sign them. Then I'd have to play against them the entire season. But so that's the only, I, like, but I wouldn't do it on my own team, like straight up, like all right. But now if I sign the kid, it's, it's on, you know, like we run into this thing. But that's the only thing I would do. But I'm just mad, at y'all, because y'all the 2013 team. I think they cut the game. I think right after that, year. right. You know? Yeah, or right before that, something like that. So, like, I feel like y'all got robbed. They cut it after,
1: after. – yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like because yeah. that should have been, like, Jameis on the cover, you know, automatic, easy money. Then the whole team would have been oh,
1: – I, I would have run that back every day, every weekend, too. They might need to bring that. But um, apparently – I don't have – I don't play the games and stuff no more, but apparently – what did um get on Madden or something? Yeah, so oh, on Madden. What was that all yeah. about?
0: So, it's like their, like, new road – they they always have that road to glory kind of thing. It's their new, like, uh, story mode. Like, that. And so, basically, you can – they put, I think, ten teams on the game, and FSU is one of them. And so, you play in the college football playoff, basically. You play, like, the first – I think you play, like, the conference championship then the semifinal and then, like, the championship game. And but there's only, like, ten – I think it's, like, USC, Alabama, Oregon, Florida State, Florida, Oklahoma. There's only a couple teams you can pick from, but still, like, FSU made it, you know, so – that national – you know, they're still known out there, that national prominence. They're still out there, which is good. Then let's see. Also with the – so first game kind of happens. Then in the middle of the season, did you ever hit – not like a rookie wall, but did you – yeah, did you hit like a wall kind of in the middle of your freshman year?
1: No. No, I actually – it was Wake Forest. It was another home game, and it was one of those things where I was just getting my feel. I was getting – I was getting my confidence up and I was getting um, some positive feedback from the coaches, my position coaches that, you know, just to keep working and I'm going to be in there soon. And, you know, just hearing that as a freshman, you it actually gives you a little boost. And I just remember we was, we was up big on Wake Forest and E.J. Manuel was in because me and him was, Second team, and just being on second team was a big deal to me because it's not a big deal to the people back home because all they see is oh you're not playing. But you know, in my in my mindset, it's a big thing because I I know the the levels it takes to to the, to reach the field, and I just remember we got our call and EJ had a roll out on play two, and it was a broken play, and I just went up the sideline and. He threw it. I was like, oh, man, it's on ABC. I know everybody watching. Please, Lord, catch it. And I caught my first touchdown in the back of the end zone. And I just remember, like, man, Chris, I'm not going to lie. So much things went in, went in my head after the game. Like, right away, it went in my head. Like, man, I hope my mama seeing this. I'm going to celebrate tonight at Chubby's. <laughs> and I'm also – like this is a this is a peak that, you know, I'm glad that I got this feeling. You know, I deserve it, and it's been lights out for since then.
0: Yeah, so all I mean, like from my pee all the way up, all that kind of work, every practice, in that one like touchdown catch, it did it all kind of like flashback a little bit.
1: Man, it was like I said, I didn't I didn't expect. Sometimes you do things that you don't know that you can do, and I didn't see it. I didn't have touchdowns in my goals coming in as a freshman because you you hear so much that it's a hard system playing as a freshman all together. Then you also think to yourself, like, man, I ain't going to get that much play time and they just going to run the ball or run the clock out. But just to get a touchdown at that point, it was, you know, I I was doing a lot of things for not only myself but just for for others. I was doing it for Orlando. I was doing it for – my mom, I was doing it for a lot of a lot of things, and you know it was just a good feeling.
0: And what was that dynamic like with uh, Christian EJ? Because I think that year Christian Ponder was pretty banged up a lot, I'm pretty sure, and then EJ kind of uh-huh. He had that. a shoulder.
1: He had he had a shoulder thing going, and that game it was it was early in the year, so it was just we was getting the um the second team run, so it was not it was no he wasn't injured then, but in that course of the year. EJ did take over because Christian had some shoulder injury going.
0: And then was that was that kind of issue? Like, how was that switching back and forth? Because like, I know, like, for example, FSU this year, going with two quarterbacks every other week was that hard in practice? Or well, you were working with EJ a lot with the second team, so it kind of did that help you a lot when he became with the starters? And then you know what I mean? Like, how how that dynamic kind of go like, with the team?
1: Man, whoever was up that week, or whoever was the backup, we did so much, so much repetition, and so much, so much just getting on the same page with the quarterbacks that they can they can put in the high school football player as long as we got the reps in, we comfortable with them. If that makes sense.
0: Right. Yeah. I got you. And then with the rivalry games, because I see, I, I'm I'm like looking back at the schedule now. I'm like, it's all flashing back. Remember we went down to Miami, we beat them 45-17. So what was your first rivalry game? How what was that atmosphere like? The first like walking on campus and you're in that now you're down in Miami on the road. Everyone's yelling at you. What was that like? Was we down in Miami? Uh yeah, it was at Miami, uh they were number thirteen at the time too. It was we won forty five seventeen at their place.
1: Oh, that, that was – actually that was the first time that I actually saw how crazy a crowd would be, like as far as how vulgar they were was, all that and you know how Miami is. I, it it was it was a bunch of some of the some of the people in the stands I don't even know where they went to the university. They just they, they hated they Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was just a good feeling walking out of that place with a win and also looking at the whole grand scheme of thing, it was just a, a great feeling to for my rivalries, not to say like, hey, we dominate you in your years, because you look at it, I'm I'm four and zero versus Miami, and I'm three and one three and one versus Florida, so I feel pretty good when we when those top top conversations come up because can't much be said.
0: Yeah, did you feel like I mean, did you feel like not not intimidated, but besides you know the atmosphere because. You go from high school to now, and then it's kind of, okay, we're here. This is showtime. This is the real deal. Like, you kind of get that welcome to, like, come to Jesus kind of moment? Or, or not come to Jesus, but kind of like, yo, we're out here. Like, this game day. This is legit.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, like you said, definitely different atmosphere. It's definitely a different, you know what I mean? it's anything goes, I I remember being down in Miami one time playing them, and a shrieker actually got on the field I was like man this is crazy what college football is another level
0: yeah that stadium gets rowdy too it's just like it's honestly like that's when it really kind of like yo like, I, like you, you can be the nicest person ever but when it's FSU Miami or FSU Florida it's it, it turns something inside you you just like no I can't do this like it it gets personal like it's to the point you see a coworker or somebody with like a go, like a go gator. So I'm like, no, nope, I'm not gonna like you. Like, I respect you, but I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah, respect man. you to a point, but no, nah, not like that. And then kind of looking at the rest of yeah, your freshman season, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, looking at the rest of your freshman season, uh, yeah, you made the AC championship game against Virginia Tech. What was that kind of feel? I mean, I know the game
1: didn't turn out, we lost the game. But- oh, so first off, so cold. I think that was the first time I actually played in somewhat of snow, it was Sleet at the time, and uh, and Sleet is still not my favorite. It's oh, it was so nasty, and I just remember Tyrod Taylor tore us apart, and that was like the first time that I told myself, like, man, if we ever come back to this game, this can't happen. You know what I mean? It, right. We don't made it this far. It's, it's a good feeling, and we just got tore apart, and... You know, you 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 lip. everybody think losses sometimes is a bad thing, but losses sometimes make you into who you are in the future. So I just remember that point on every time we made the ACC game, we won it. So that taught me a lesson my freshman year, and it was also good because, like I said, if we rewind to the Wake Forest game. Just getting in then about that time to the ACC game, I had like a package that put me on the field as a sixth receiver. So, I, I was evolving slowly but surely. And I was just happy just to be on that field, whether it was win or loss with my brothers.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, that, yeah, that, so I guess with it, so that kind of that's interesting because with this year's – or with Tiger teams, a lot of it was, oh, we're learning how to win. And these, lose, these losses are – like you just said, how they can be a learning curve. But I feel like the team never really, like, took that next step. Like, you lost that game. But your you know, your team, your 2010 team, you know, rounded out and ended up taking control in the future. So, was there anything behind the scenes, or was it just hey, you guys just kind of manning up and doing it? Because it's I've seen a lot of the current players talk, like talking the same talk, but you're not seeing it on the field.
1: Oh, uh, it, it definitely it's always something behind the scenes. Like, um, I think it's either behind the scenes, it's either um, you talk to yourself and take ownership of you know like i said just manning up and pulling out that that win whatever it takes and or staying out to practice and doing whatever it takes and getting some extra film and i think that's what we we took a hold of and i think um this generation nowadays is they learning it you know sometimes you get a, um it takes time for certain certain um classes or certain type of um certain generations and the old school players can say that about us you know so it's always
0: yeah it's always looking back retrospective but then that's a good look back though kind of like what it is kind of coming on campus and then speaking of coming on campus uh we added a couple coaches this week we had uh john papuchis he's a special teams coach and he's gonna do dns as well So I think he's either going to be the DN's coach officially, but he'll like under the radar run special teams or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this dude's pretty legit though, because he was a D coordinator at Maryland from 2015 to 2018. And he was at Nebraska when they had like Indomitian Sioux. He's a D coordinator there. And with uh, Prince of Mukumara, he was a D coordinator when they were there. And he's also on LSU staff, like with Les Miles, like during 07 and stuff. So having an old um, defensive coordinator like, just even just being a position coach, I think that adds a lot of good value right there. Like, you know, because I, I, like, I know, like, just having, like, another experience set of eyes on the sideline, I call up and stuff out, mm-hmm. I
1: think that's solid. No, definitely. Um, experience helps so much in college football. But also the experience also um, tells the older coach to um, – Trying to put in the words to adapt to the younger generation. So, you know, everybody has to play a role, if that makes sense. Right. Because some old school things won't work to the to the new era of players. Vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like having a older like because he's an older coach, so having Norville's a little bit younger, and so is the D coordinator Adam <laughs> Fuller. So having a younger, yeah. uh, an older, you know, experienced guy, like, hey, he might see like, whether it's a formation, a play. You'll see something he might have seen before. And he's also developed a bunch of – like at Maryland, he had a couple guys go pro. Uh, I mean, obviously he had a Dominican Prince of Mucamara, some other guys too. So he's developed p- players and put them in the draft. So he's, he's, he's gotten people there. So that's impressive. And we also added uh, Chris Marv from Mississippi State. He's our new linebackers coach. And then Alex Atkins from Charlotte, who's our uh, new O-line coach. So a couple of good hires. Um, we'll, we'll see. We got to see how it turns out. Obviously, you know, but I, mean, I think they look like they they're pretty real well respected. So that's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, definitely. If they come together and get this thing rolling how it's supposed to roll, um, come first game, I think a lot of people who not on board, a hundred percent, will get back on board.
0: Yeah, at this point, it's more of a show me. Of this, I mean, because I'm I'm on board, but I I, I can understand why other fans or other people are kind of like, yo, I I gotta see this on the field because things, you know, for whatever reason, just didn't turn out the last couple of years. And honestly, I just want to get to November <laughs> and be relevant. You know what I mean? That's really what's been killing me. Yeah, with college football.
1: Yeah, and that that's the thing. And I don't blame I don't blame the fans for being that way because you know nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to. Have they alma mater talked about as we were? They we as as we talked about we the worst team of the decade, and you know that's cool and all, but you know some people exaggerate, but that's because Florida State's been most hated team since Bobby stepped on campus. So, um, like you said, um, come first game well, come November, we all hope that they we all we back up there and talk like hey. You remember we? I was talking like this. Now, nah, now nah, look at us. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Just get us to November and be re- you know be relevant. That's all I want to know. Because honestly, it kills the vibe for college football when we're not relevant. I'm like, I don't even want to watch these other games because if I hear us get dogged uh-huh. one time on TV, I'm turning it off. All right. <laughs> and that concludes episode twelve of the Believe in FSU Football podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe us on Facebook and Twitter, and also follow us on Instagram as well. Thank you and go Knolls.
2: With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at SimplyToImpress.com? SimplyToImpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. SimplyToImpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named SimplyToImpress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.